The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. We've got a show packed full of goodies for you today. And we have a new asshole of the month. And we're going to talk about that as well on our show today, show 188. That's right, Ritter Nation. We are back with a vengeance. I hope you guys enjoyed our video of the Commitment to Excellence Dinner. We had a blast. It was a great time. Juan Jorge lost no buttons off his tuxedo. There you go, Colorado Chris. And of course, we just had a great time with all the fans and the friends. Gave us Jonesin. Got us Jonesin on for some football. It was great to be around a bunch of Raider fans hearing the Raiders... Rolling out through the hallways was a beautiful thing. Bob the Rom Ryan was there. There's uh, some great things. So check out that video. Randy did a good job, and we all had a great time. On a side note, I want to thank Big Raider Dave in England for the bottle of wine he gave to me and Charmaine. I did drink it for my birthday, and yes... Randy's birthday, happy birthday Randall of course, was there too, and Navy Rob was right in the middle. I'm sure there's a lot of birthdays that I'm missing, but that's about it. Gotta get through that folks. Now, this show, today, will be the asshole of the month. And he's not only an asshole, he is a gaping asshole. Probably one of the biggest ones I have ever heard are, are actually read um, in the history of journalism. I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to be the asshole of the year, I'm sure. Uh, with this article, we'll hit that as well. And we're going to also go on. Raider fans resting on facts, not friction. That's right. There's enough friction, enough divisiveness going on, and Raider fans are pretty smart. Uh, people are bouncing back on the boards. People are talking about the positive impact of players that we've come up with and free agency and the direction we might go in. It's pretty cool, and we're going to hit on that as well. We have another story today will be the 3-4 or the 4-3 defense. I say tomato, you say tomato, you say potato, I say potato. You know what? There's a whole lot of things that can happen on this defense. There could be some changes. We're going to talk about that as well. We will also hit the bone line. And I want you to get on that bone line at 1-800-620-7181. Do not be afraid. Please get your bones out there and throw them out there. Your opinion on the draft. Your opinion on free agency. What's going on? Your opinion on LOL, the asshole conehead would be refreshing from a Raider fan. I would love it. Come on, Arcadians Raider. Bring it on, baby. And of course, we'll hit the Raider Nation comments forum section. So we'll get on that. And so without further ado, let's just hit some story right now. Well, you know what? Before we even get going, 
Um, I'm sure Randy, Randy's freaking out right now because of my format. It's a little off. Well, oh well. Whatever. Danny Clark. Yes, remember him? Linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. We cut him when Kirk Morrison came into town. Well, he is revisiting the facility, and he wants his goddamn job back. And, uh, well, we like Danny Clark. He was a great Raider, great great heart, great player, uh, but not as good as Kirk Morrison ever. Uh, maybe there's a place for him in the camp. I don't know. He comes to us back from the Texans, uh, where he played against us. Of course, we haven't beat them bastards yet, and I can't believe that. That will change this year, I bet. Um, and also the Saints. So, Danny Clark, uh, well, I don't know if we got any room for you, Padna, but uh, unless you changed your playing style and got your mortar revved up, but he's coming back. And uh, we're going to hit on that. Also, we have a quarterback that has visited the Oakland Raiders. Yes, I'm sure you've read it. Quinn Gary, excuse me, Quinn Gray of the Jacksonville Jaguars um, came in uh, to the Raiders to check it out. I'm sure they're all looking for the dollar because you know Al Davis has opened his wallet like nobody else's business. He's flipping out the other owners in the NFL. I love it. I love the fact that Al can put the power down just when you think our team is down and he is out. He comes out in a vengeance and flips everybody out. But he could be a good backup quarterback for Jay Russ. Actually, the kid's got a great pass. He's got a great pass, plus he has a lot of experience reading defenses. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. And uh, he's not small either. He's a, he's a big, chunky quarterback too. And, you know, I'm telling you what, check out his stats from Jacksonville. He did a pretty doggone good job. He had an 85.8 passer rating. Not bad. Hadn't played in a lot of games. But I think the guy's a gamer, and hopefully we'll get him. Of course, the Packers are looking at him, too. Uh, and they lost uh, Brett Favre, so they're in a hurry to pick up somebody to fill their quarterback needs as well. I don't know if he'll stay, but it would be a great pickup because his body and his passing style seem to be very much like Jay Russ. I hope we sign him. Uh, I still haven't given up on my man, Andrew Walter. Hopefully he'll get another shot, get an opportunity to play. I hope his days in Oakland aren't gone. We do have him under contract, so we're not going to be paying him a whole lot of money unless he plays a whole lot. So, you know, there's a whole lot of things going on here. Uh, the season, it seems like, never stops nowadays, 24-7. It is going on and on. So those are just a few tidbits of what's going on. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. There's a guy very disgruntled in San Diego. Yes, he is a San Diego Charger, special teams player, two-time pro bowler, okay? Check that out. He wants out of his contract, he wants out of San Diego, or he ain't going to show up to training camp. And that's pretty damn disgruntled because you know he's going to lose money if he doesn't show up to camp. The thing is, too, he's due only $800,000 for next season, and he is a gamer. Kasim Osgood is a good receiver. He was a great receiver in high school. 6'5", 220 pounds. Perfect receiver for the Oakland Raiders. He's out of San Diego State, same college Kirk Morrison came from. 32 receptions, averaging 19.7 yards with four touchdowns. And, of course, he wants to stay in the Bay Area, excuse me, the California area, 
This could be someone we should take a very close look at. And if there's any chance that we could pick this guy up, we should definitely go for it. That would be my recommendation. I know it's not on any boards. It's not anywhere else. But it's a possibility. And since we need wide receivers, this guy seems to be a pretty good diamond in the rough. And he's frustrated with the charges. And at the very least, we should have him in our training camp. And that would be a great move for the Raiders. All right, we're going to move on to the story of the day, I think. The asshole of the month. And I really have to preface this with this. He is the gaping asshole of the month. Lowell, the conehead. Cone. Were you born an asshole? Or did you work it in your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Cause you're an asshole tonight. Yes, you're an A. S-S-H-O-L-E And don't you try to blame it on me You deserve all the credit Raider fans, Lowell Cohn has raised his ugly head yet again. Yes, Raider fans, he has come in with another scathing article. The ultimate hater in the Bay Area, writing for the Press Democrat, has come in with another load of crap. Yes, load of crap, I say. I say probably one of the worst articles I've read since I read the last Nancy Gay crap. Lowell's gone to a new low in journalism. His, his article was named or called Just for Giggles. You know, I just can't even believe he would say something about that, about any professional franchise, especially one that helps to feed his fat face. Okay? He suggests Just for Giggles, the Raiders should change their pirate to a clown. That was the total name of the whole thing. And can you see that already? Can you see it? I can see it. This obnoxious and venomous article against the Raiders was enough to just flip me out of my chair. I had myself taking blood pressure medicine one after another. Some of the quotes of an article were like this. Then you think of the Raiders. A smile crosses your lips. The Raiders give you a giggle that you require because they're the NFL's joke franchise. They're a team that keeps on giving. What do the Raiders give? comic relief. It's crap like that written by idiots like this that really flipped me out. Don't get me wrong because I alone myself as you know rip the Raiders on you know when they I think they need it. I don't hide the fact I make no apologies because you know what that's the way I see it. You don't have to listen to me or agree with me. Matter of fact if you don't I have an open forum that can come in here and you can let me have it anytime you wish. The fact though is I am a Raider fan. The fact is, I look forward to them having good seasons. The fact is that I am on the best side of this whole bullshit as far as the journalism thing goes because there are very few people on that side of the fence. Another thing he writes in this shithole article is this. We know Al Davis tried to dump Lane Kiffin. 
There was a letter of resignation that Al tried to jam down the kid's throat. Kiffin regurgitated the letter. We assume, assume Al's working on a buyout in the weird, funny world of the Raiders. Where logic doesn't apply, this would be logical. Well, I'm as just frustrated as the next Raider fan about that kind of stuff, but this guy takes it to a new low. We know. We're understanding. We understand everything that happens in the Raiders, Lowell. Obviously, you don't understand them at all. If you'd take any self-decent, any decent journalism teacher would tell you one thing. Prove it. Prove these facts that you're throwing out there. Prove the rumors that you're laying out there as pure fact. And, of course, trying to belittle an organization that actually is feeding your ass in the meantime. The fact that the Raiders are there just for you to bounce things off of is part of you making your living, I would imagine. Very poor way of making a living. I would hope or wish or pray, not pray actually, but hope that you'd understand this is a Bay Area franchise. Yes, it brings money into the Bay Area, you idiot. Yes, and there are millions. Yes, lol. Millions of Raider fans that have a lot of respect and love this team and bleed the silver and black like myself. Here's another thing this idiot wrote just so you can get just so you can get an idea. It's fair to assume that there will be a buyout, although it seems awfully late to bring in a new coach now. The two frontrunners for next sucker coach are Rob Ryan and James Laughlin. Ryan is the hefty defensive coordinator Lane tried to dump before he himself got semi-dumped. Are you following this? Lowell Colm, you're an asshole. Okay? <laughs> you assume things that aren't true and present them as though they are. Okay? Now, on another note, in this same article, he go, he puts into quotations about Bill Walsh's um, displeasure with Rob Ryan and other things about the Oakland Raiders that Bill Walsh said on his deathbed. What a great way to remember the great Bill Walsh. Nice way to bring up someone's name that the entire Bay Area, respected by Raider fans alike, let me remind you, doesn't have very much class, my friend. Not that you had any to begin with. It just infuriates me to know that, <laughs> that you are there and you are throwing this crap out to the Bay Area. The Bay Area. Shit, man, you don't live in Philadelphia. You don't have your residence in Massachusetts. You're not standing on a hill in Denver. You're not screaming from the flats of Arizona. You are in the Bay Area, you idiot. The joke's on you, Lowell. You get paid to write this crap, and I don't know why. At least we know who you are. At least we know what kind of jerk you are, and we can put that to rest. The problem is other people from other places get to read this stuff because it's all over the internet, all over the world. The one thing, though, is true. The Raider fans that are real true, true to the silver and black, will pull the wool out or pull that sheep... Oh, <laughs> That sheepskin you have draped over your big beak and reveal the wolf that you are. The wolf with no teeth, that is. Well, Lowell, I hope you continue to take your Ouija board with you wherever you go. 
you can go on and throw the bones and read the tea leaves and play with your Ouija board and try to let the Raider fans know how jacked up their team is and what disaster is around the next corner. Nonetheless, the Raider fans see right through your pathetic, transparent bullshit. And yes, again, I can tell you this as one Raider fan. I do read your articles just for the pleasure of slamming you on my show. This one was over the top. The fact that you brought in the great Bill Walsh and tried to belittle the Raiders with his name just took you to a new low. Lowell, thanks for the comic relief yourself. And you are the gaping, smelly <laughs> asshole of the month. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. I told her I thought you were an asshole. She said, yes, I think you're right. And all your friends are assholes because you've known them your whole life. And somebody told me you've got an Okay, well, let's get on to something a little more cheerful. But Lowell, Lowell made it again, man. This guy just is great press for me. I love him. I love him because uh, he's the gift that keeps on giving. What an idiot. Okay, let's look here at our next story and go on with that. That would be Raider fans resting on facts, not friction. Liars, give me a shovel. Some writers I know are damn devils. From them I say, don't believe the hype. They're claiming I'm a criminal. But now I wonder how. Some people never know. The enemy could be the Frank Guardian. I'm now a hooligan. I rock the party and don't, don't believe, don't believe the hype. Well, Raider Nation, I myself have bantered back and forth the rumors of Lane Kiffin, all the other things that have gone on since the 7th of January, around January, beginning of January, anyhow, about the letter, about the firing of our coach, about who will run the team, and nothing has come out of the Oakland Raiders organization except to say that everything is fantastic in Raiderland. Well, let me tell you, then the next thing came along, and the next thing was free agency. And, of course, we got our free agents, and the first thing was we overpaid for them. Well, it's funny that you say we overpaid for them, because if we would have underpaid, no one would have come here. If we would have okay paid, there would have, might have been a chance we might have missed the people we want. Al Davis, like always, went out and got the people he wanted on his team, and as a Raider fan, I am truly satisfied with his choices. He did pay a lot of money, but you know what? 
That's what Al does. He goes out and he gets what he wants. Now let's just look what we got here. We got Cabril Wilson, a stellar, and I mean a stellar free safety, a stellar addition to our team. There is absolutely no question, and the the pundits and mediots have nothing but good things to say, except for the fact that we paid him too much money. But guess what? He's on our team. Yeah, we got the guy. Gives me good hope for our defensive secondary, definitely with stopping the run. And if you're going to catch that ball sometime in the middle, man, he's going to Ronnie Lott your ass. This guy's a hard hitter and well worth the money. Tommy Kelly, torn ACL, torn this, bad player, unproven. Bill Pelichek himself said one of the top two to three defensive tackles in the entire NFL. Now, not that I have a whole lot of, of you know, love for Bill Belichick, but you got to look at the man and his credentials. The fact that he came out and said that in the open anyway, in the first place, leads me to believe that he didn't have to say shit. But he wanted to chime in and say, in a way, hey, the Raiders aren't stupid. They would have taken the guy if we had let him go. And that's what I'd like to say. Tommy Kelly was a great pickup, even though we got him. We're going to keep him, and the money was well worth it. Let's talk about Javon Walker. Javon Walker had a torn ACL, too. Now, of course, we're talking about the torn ACL club of the NFL, blah, blah, blah. We all hear that kind of stuff, too. I, for one, am happy. Javon Walker could come and resurrect his career right here in Oakland. He's got a new quarterback with a bullet of an arm. He better be getting his hands taped, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to hurt them with Jamarcus Russell throwing him the ball. He is a good receiver. We need strong receivers. He has experience, and he runs a great route. Let's give the man a chance. I think he deserves a chance, and I think we see in him what other teams don't. Definitely a pro bowler. We will use him, and he will work out well. I have a lot of positive feelings about this guy, and I think he will contribute very well to the Oakland Raiders. I'm looking forward to it. Here's another one. Quame Harris, he's a guy who was drafted in the first round by the 49ers. Now, he didn't work out over there. They're calling him our, they're calling him uh, the 49ers version of Robert Gallery, which incidentally played pretty well last season. I look forward to better play this season. Let me tell you, Quame Harris came here. He's a big guy. He's got to have some talent because he never would have signed him in the first place, and we probably got a pretty good deal on the guy. Let me give you a little tidbit of information. Lincoln Kennedy was called a washout, too, when the Falcons dropped him and we picked him up. Enough said. The Oakland Raiders are professionals on resurrecting careers, and we will do it again. We're going to do it again this season because we have to do it again. We're going to do it again this season because we play to win. We're going to do it again this season because we are the Oakland Raiders. There's a whole lot of bantering about this coaching situation. I, for one, am just as frustrated as the next guy. I, for one, am just as flipped out as everyone else was when the first news broke. But at this point in the season, if they keep Kiffin, if they drop Kiffin, it doesn't matter to me. We have a playbook in place. We have that playbook. We will continue to do what we have to do to continue to move this team forward. We have a young team, folks. Very young. These guys are talented athletes and just need a spark to get things going. 
just like Jared Cooper said. The Carolina Panthers one year were five wins, and then the next year they took it to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl either this season, but I say the potential is there. We've got the manpower. We definitely have a coaching staff right now, and until Kiffin is gone, I'm going to hold on to his coaching book and his playbook, and we're going to run with that. Because I think that at this late game, this late chance in the season, we're going to stay with him. And I think he's going to stay. And let me just tell you another thing about that. I know that Gruden and, and Al Davis had some huge screaming matches. No, I wasn't in the office. But yes, I've heard enough rumors to know that it's true. I know that there's a lot of things that went on behind closed doors between those two because they are both very strong personalities. Lane Kiffin, although young... You can see that he's determined, and he ain't no pushover. I'm sure that the young man needs to be schooled in the ways of the Oakland Raiders. He might have gone out and looked for other jobs or, you know, put out teasers there because he's never been a coach in the NFL, and he's certainly never been a coach for the Oakland Raiders. He made some mistakes. So what? He learned a lesson, got slapped on the hand, and here we go. We're going to move on. Hopefully, my thought is that he's our coach and we're going to go on from here. If he's not our coach, we're still going to go on from here. And the choices and the things that we've done so far just show that the Raiders aren't hiding under a rock. They're not cowering behind the building. They're not saying we're going to hold on and wait and see. No. The Oakland Raiders are getting players that make plays that will make the team a better team in 08. The players seem to be very strong about that as well. There's not a lot of head shaking now. There's not a lot of negative feelings now. I was at the Commitment to Excellence dinner. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a positive atmosphere. There's things going in the right direction. We will think that this thing turn around. We have the players to do so. We definitely have the coaching staff to do so. We'll just have to see. We'll see about the draft. There's a lot of possibilities. But one thing I can tell you, I'm going to stand on the facts, not the friction. And that's all i got to say about that. Okay, Oakland Raiders. You say 3-4, I say 4-3. You say potato, I say potato. You say tomato, I say tomato. Okay, here's the deal. Defenses nowadays, they'd like to split them up into 4-3 and 3-4. I, for one, think that that's not true. I, for one, think that there's all types of hybrids out there, and there's different ways to describe them. The easiest way is to say it's a base 3-4 or it's a base 4-3. I am not an X's and O guy. Don't ask me to go there because I would get lost in the first place. But I do know what works and I do know what doesn't work. Does everyone remember when Rob Ryan tried to install the 3-4 defense? Does everyone know why he did that? Well, he came from Bill Belichick. You know, he came from defensive guru Buddy Ryan, his father. And the New England Patriots have won a 3-4. And you know what? Romeo Cornell, 3-4. So 
he understands that 3-4 is a good defense. It works well and gives you very much more options than the 4-3. Now let me say this too. When we tried it, what happened? It didn't work. It didn't work because we didn't have the players, as all the fans usually say, and they're pretty doggone sharp, we didn't have the guys. To run a 3-4, you need light, quick linemen. You need very fast players to make moves quickly and react quickly to changes on the field during the play. But acquiring Gabriel Wilson and with our linebacking core the way it is, Right now, with Thomas Howard, um, Morrison, Kirk Morrison in there, we have the makings of a hybrid. I believe after last year's debacle that Rob Ryan might try to install another defense, a 3-4 hybrid and a 4-3, kind of a mix-em-up together. I believe we're going to see that this year. It'll be interesting to see if that happens. But it looks to me like that's the way we're going. It's really going to it's really going to depend on whether Al Davis will let him make the change. I hope he does because the man-to-man coverage 100% of the time is not working. People can read it and they can make it painful for us as they showed last season. Do you remember? We'd go first down, second down, third down, they'd be third down and 15 and they'd make 25 yards. Third down and 20, they'd make 35 yards. So in that, knowing that, that is how they made those plays happen. They made those plays happen because we do man-to-man coverage on 99% of our plays. That is like saying, this is what we're going to do and move on. They come out and they get the first down. That's what happens. What we need to do is work in some cover twos and some four zones, but that is what I think is going to happen. I think that's going to happen because we need to change our defense. Now, don't look now, Raider fans, but the ones that have been around a while know that we used to have a 3-4 defense in the 70s. Yes, that's right. We had young athletic players weighing 240, 260-pound reins, Defensive ends, you know, and so the 3-4 defense is a much more flexible defense. And the way we've got things going on right now, we're definitely going to have to be much more flexible on our defense because that is the weak link so far in our game. The defense is going to have to change up and make some changes so that the rest of the NFL can't just sit there and pick us apart. The draft will tell us a lot. The draft will tell us if we draft people who are properly outfitted for the 3-4 defense, you can, t- get, you can understand that we might be going in that direction. That would be lighter, faster linemen. So we're not going to be a, a defensive tackle at 340 pounds or 360 pounds. They're going to be a lot lighter and a lot faster. So in this year's draft, mark my words, If we see us picking up people who are smarter, stronger, and lighter, you better be looking to changing the defensive scheme from the old 4-3 to a 3-4 hybrid with some 4-3 thrown in there on certain downs. That's what I predict. I'm sure um, there's other people that feel the same way. There's other people that disagree with me. 
But it's one thing you can't disagree with. The 4-3, the way we play it, is not working. You have to understand, to have blitz packages, you need to have coverage in the back so you don't get burned. And you can't do that with a 4-3 defense. You have to do that with a three-man front. That's the way it is. And if you want to see more blitzes like I do, and I certainly do, we're going to have to change that front line to a 3-4. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, moving right along. This is Randy now. I'm going to steal this thing away from Greg for a minute and throw in a little bonus material. This is the audio track from the video we did at the Commitment to Excellence dinner. The first part will be an interview Greg did with Thomas Howard, then an interview with Jared Cooper, and then a few comments from Juan Jorge. Here we go. Raider Nation podcast with... Thomas Howard, the on? man in the house. Man, we in the house, man. Celebrate Justin Fargus' commitment sequence, man. And that's just, he's definitely uh, the epitome of the award. I mean, uh, a guy that goes out there and gives it his all every Sunday. I mean, doesn't complain in the locker room, has a great attitude, never late to anything. You know, always workouts on time, meetings on time. A positive spirit, you know. Like, like he said, he leads by example. He does that. He's, he's the kind of guy where you think about when you go out to practice on a Wednesday or a Thursday, who I would say, hey, man, you're nicked up, man. Okay, take it easy on Wednesday and Thursday. Cause we need you on Sunday, you know. He's going to give you his all. I mean, he leaves the game with a with a busted elbow or, or, or a bruised knee or something like that. And walking off, bleeding somewhere out of his body. Comes back next Sunday, you wouldn't even know he was hurting like that. So, I mean, my hat goes off to him, man. He's a guy I look up to my, myself. Yeah, he gets punished pretty good. He gets punished. We see him out there. Well, you get punished a little yourself. You deliver a little punishment, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the better side of that, you know. <laughs> I'm like the guy to go out there and want to hit a guy like that. But, um, I mean, I enjoy my job. I mean, what more could I say? I enjoy going out there playing in the silver and black. I didn't really know what it was all about growing up until I actually came out here and played at the Coliseum. And I really couldn't think of a better place to play than to play out here in Oakland in front of these fans. I mean... The Raider fans are something like no other. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I went to college at Utah. We had, a, a, you know, a strong fan base, but nothing like this. I mean, from Oakland to New York. So I'm in Hawaii doing some Pro Bowl events, and it's Raider fans out there. I'm like, man, they're everywhere. I mean, I just love the whole nation. I mean, you guys have our back through thick and thin. And I know this year we're going to get it done for you guys. I know you guys have been there for a while. You want to see us back on top. And uh, we're, we're, we're headed that way. No doubt we're headed that way. Well, we love watching you. We saw you in Miami. Did you see all them fans out there in Miami? Yeah, I did. No. I did. We also saw Philip Rivers. His eyes fell out of his head <laughs> when you caught that ball. I know. What would you think, man? What were you thinking? Well, that play, I could take you back to that play. We were running one of our mini zone coverages, you know, designed by Robbo and his team. And um, actually, I think it might have been Warren Sapp, but somebody was after, uh, was after Philip at the time. And he had, he had a receiver coming across the field. I'm just kind of sitting back in one of my zone covers, just kind of reading him, reading the quarterback, reading the receiver coming into my zone. And he made an ill-advised throw. He made a bad throw. But I made him pay for it. That's what you got to do. Whenever they make bad throws, make them pay for it. I made him do it. So 
made them pay for it with six. So and we loved it. And I celebrated the whole way to the end zone. And we you know loved it, man. We loved it. it great job. You're a Raider fan. You're a Raider. You're a true Raider because yes, you play with heart, and the fans love you. We love you, man. I'm telling you. Appreciate it. You got the right heart for this job, and we can see it. Appreciate Thank you so much for Thanks the interview. For we appreciate no it, brother. Problem, yep. Thank you. Here we have the man, my favorite player on the team. Nice. And I'm telling you right now, the man, the personality of the Raiders going on right here. Coop, tell us, man. What's I'm up? doing good. I'm here at my boy Jay Farg's, uh, you know, his little honoring of the commitment to excellence. It went great. I mean, everything was awesome. The fans showed up, coaches, players. It was, it was a special thing to be a part of tonight. And, you know, we, we, we love the prediction of the Devin Hester situation. I just want to know, next year, you ready to be on fire? Uh, just like I predicted Devin Heston not going anywhere, uh, I'm predicting a relapse of what happened in uh, Carolina when John Fox came in first year. One went, We went like five and whatever. The same kind of uh, Kiffin came in. We, went, we won five games, had real close games. That next year in Carolina, we went to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl, but we will have a winning season in 2008. There you go, man. You got it right here from the and coop himself. You, same thing. Just like the Devin Hesson, I'm telling you, we're having a winning season this year. You know, you are the torpedo. You are the front man on the kickoff. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. They're afraid of you. I see him already. Well, well, there's good and bad with that. The good is you get to blow people up. The bad is teams start scheming for you, and then you get blown up. But, you know, it, it's give and take. That's how the game goes. I, I love it, though. Uh, we love seeing you, man. I'm telling you right now, we appreciate you. You are a true Raider. We yes, want to see you I am. for a long time. I am working on my contract right now, and I will be a Raider for the rest of my NFL career. There you go, man. Nice. <laughs> and thank you so much, man. You are the man. I appreciate favorite. it. And I'm telling you, the fans love you. They well, love you. I'm going to tell you what. The fans make this game, man. And uh, once you embrace that as a player... You you're you just you can't do no bad. I mean, you just you gotta appreciate what these people do for you. I mean, not only are they there during the bad times. You know, we had a couple of rough years, and these fans have not gone anywhere. In fact, they've got even more. You know, it's not a fair weather bunch out here. And uh, if you're gonna be a player out here, you gotta pull it up and produce because these fans will let you know if you're doing bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know it here. <laughs> but who do you get to talk to tonight? I talked to Thomas Howard, uh, Robbo, uh, Rob Ryan, um, Coop, uh, Justin Fargus for a little bit, got some space with the cheerleaders. This is a event that I encourage everyone coming to uh, this next year. Every penny I spent to this event, it was worth it. Well, there you go, man. You got it right there. This is the event to be at. This young man came here all the way from the North Bay. And just saw a whole bunch of Raider players, a lot of great fans, good food, good friends. You can't beat it, man. This event is an awesome event, don't you think? Yep. And look, there ain't no buttons missing here out this coat. Check it out. You're looking damn dapper, I'm telling you. There you go, Chris. Okay, Raider fans, it's time for you to get your groove on. I think Raider Frank's in here with a message. I'm not sure, but I think so. On the bone line. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 
Throw the nation a bone. Throw me a bone. Get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are. From the nation to your station. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider 1138 from Norman, Oklahoma. Sorry I haven't been on the forum lately. Been really busy at work. But just happened to be reading this crap known as media, from Jerry McDonald, known as Funny Money on the Contra Costa Times inside the Oakland Raiders, talking about how when we don't say anything, he gives us crap. But when we do start to come out and talk about these contracts, Siobhan Walker, Harris, Tommy Kelly, he gives us crap for that too, and then still has to bring up the fact that, well, Lane Kiffin was not mentioned in any of these contracts. Well, guess what? Mike Tomlin wasn't mentioned in any of the talks about Ben Roethlisberger's extension. You don't hear anyone complaining about, well, Mike Tomlin might not be there next year. It's bullshit. Absolute horse manure. I'm sick and tired of the entire media being against us. We do one thing, and they're like, oh, the Raiders overpaid for Tommy Kelly. Of course, Sean Rogers got a bigger deal, and... No big deal. Or Ben Roethlisberger got an extension for $102 million. Million. And nothing gets said. Absolutely ridiculous. Quit being Raider haters. Come on. Accept the fact that we're actually doing something in free agency for the first time in like three years. We might actually be better next year. Get over it and move on. Because... Journalism is dead. Now the writers for sports media are just as bad as bloggers. It's become completely crazy. Anyways, enough about that rant. Greg, Randy, thank you guys so much for the podcast. Um, it, it's wonderful hearing from you every week, and it, it keeps me hopeful here in Oklahoma. Bye. Hello, Raider Greg. This is Mad Raiders number 32. Just leaving a message for you, get for you and uh, Randy. Just wanted to thank you for creating this show and, and spending the time that you do on it and, and working hard on it. Uh, we really appreciate it out here in Raider Nation, and uh, we like what you do. And uh, I know that I make sure to listen to every show. And uh, since I agree with the majority of what you say, I think it's you know, a great thing to hear some analysis from someone who isn't a a Raider hater like Sean Salisbury, our good buddy, and Tom Jackson, and 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 Phil Sims, and so forth. Um, I also wanted to throw a, a bone out there for Raider Nation. I'm, uh, they may have noticed on the Raider Nation comments forum section, a uh, section there that Randy was kind enough to put up there for me about the 1993 Los Angeles Raiders. Uh, seems like forever that they were the L.A. Raiders, uh, but uh, I, I want to write a book about about the team and uh, from that season only. And I'd like as much help as possible from uh, our, my fellow Raider fans out there who are listening who may have a photograph or a, a game film uh, or something at home on hand somewhere that they know of that they would be kind enough to donate or let me know about that I could find on my own. Uh, I would really appreciate it. 
uh, if they would look for me in the Raider Nation uh, comments form section, uh, send me an email, uh, anything that they can do to help. Uh, they definitely would receive credit for it. And uh, I think the 1993 Los Angeles Raiders were a great team. Uh, and it was our first real stability that we have had at quarterback since Jim Plunkett, although the Hoffs uh, had a hard time staying upright with all the shots that he took. I think he was a good quarterback, and he deserves his place in Raiders lore. Um, thank you again, Raider Greg, for a great podcast, and I hope to hear from uh, anybody from the Raider Nation who's willing to help me out. Raider Greg, this is Raider Frank. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Randy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to both of you guys. Go Raiders! This is our Kansan Raider, Randy, Greg. I neglected to do the niceties of wishing you guys a happy birthday. So Randy, Greg, happy Freaking birthday! <laughs> oh, oh! The Raider Nation Podcast Comments Forum Section. Now you guys have been giving my partner here, Juan Jorge, a bunch of bullshit. Uh, now you guys have been working him over. It's pretty funny. He takes it in good heart, man. He's a good guy. He's a good kid, I'll say, because uh, he's a little young, but he's a smart dude. Juan, you're the man. And, of course, we're coming in here with um, one from Juan Jorge. Bryant Johnson is still a free agent. Why aren't the Raiders trying to get this guy? He's really good. We need another receiver. Yes, we do. And there are several wide receivers out there. And I don't know why the Raiders aren't pulling the trigger. Perhaps because the big money that's gone down. And agents are just asking for all the money up front. And we have a fourth pick in the draft, and that's not going to be cheap. So perhaps we're trying to wait until people are desperate and call us back on what the, we've offered them, or who knows what's going on in the background, but you're correct. We do need some more free agents. And, of course, the bald Raider Randy comes in with Carter to the Raiders. At a time when many league observers presume that defensive lineman Kevin Carter eventually will re-sign with the Buccaneers, Carter is throwing folks a curve in Tampa by visiting the Oakland Raiders on Wednesday. Carter was cut last month prior to earning $2 million roster bonus. Go figure. 13-year veteran, and if you look here, he's played with the Dolphins, Texans, and the Rams. So, you know what? He might be a good pickup, pick him up in training camp, see what happens. Um, and he might be the man we need up front. Who knows? Who knows? But this is a time we start to acquire people before we start to shed them later on in the summer. 
or in the fall, actually. Okay. Oh, yes. You know, I haven't hit on this, but I'll, I'll hit on it right now because I'm reading it right here in front of me. Jamarcus Russell, 300 pounds. Jamarcus Russell, 400 pounds. Shit, might as well be 500 pounds. Now, Juan Jorge says it would be ridiculous to think that in the last, what, five months that he's gained 65 pounds. I don't think that that's ridiculous. It could happen. It could happen to anybody if you just sit on your ass and, and eat donuts all day. I don't think he's doing it. I don't think that's the case. He's always been a little heavy. That's what people say. He looked heavy to me when he played. I don't give a rat's ass how he looks. I want him to get out there and throw the ball and run away from defenders and peel them off as they hit him and then dribble down to the ground as he runs away. That's what's important to me, that he's in good shape, he doesn't get hurt. I don't think he's going to come in at 300 pounds. I don't think he's going to come in close to 300. But if he does, you better believe in training camp he's going to get that off quickly, especially if he wants to be the starter for the Raiders. Let's go on. The Preacher. The Raiders signed five. If they play their potent, if they play to the potential, then it's a lot of money well spent. If they don't, you can say same shit, different year. Don't get me wrong. I'm pleased that the team got Walker, Harris, Wilson, Kelly, and Fargus. It shows that the Raiders are trying to make a team better, or at least fill the holes. But it will only work if they work, if they play, if they are productive. Otherwise, it's a waste of money. Anyone remember Donovan Darius? Yeah, I do. He was a lot of potential, but he faded. So, yes, I believe that the free agent signings will work out, and I believe they will be picked up impact players. But it's a long road from 4-12. and 12. But, hey, it's, it's a matter. It doesn't matter because I bleed. I bleed silver and black, that is. And I will continue to bleed because the silver is in my vein and it clots my black blood. So they could sign Lawrence Phillips and I would still cheer because it's the Raiders. And all that matters, that's all that matters. So props to Randy and Greg, Tokai, Colorado, Arcasian Raider, Raider Dave, Crusader, the Asian Persuasion, Raider Rick, Sexy Raider Chick, my wife, the Assassin, and all you mofos out there that bleed the silver and black, the preacher has respect for you. Right on, preacher man. You preach on, man. I love that you came here to this forum and our show. I appreciate you being here, man, because you bring it on. You bring the knowledge, the wisdom, and definitely some comedy, along with Colorado Chris. And there's a bunch more here. Uh, Juan Jorge. There's just guys just keep getting better and better. And thank you for the props, bro. Okay, Alfred420 comes in. Why is Lamont Jordan still on the roster? Well, I don't think he's going to be on the roster long, and I think the reason he's on the roster myself is that there's a timeline that he has to be cut just before we go into the draft or just before they start training camp. There's a time in there that's optimal for dropping a guy. If you cut him too soon, it affects your cap number, and you got to pay him extra money. So that's what we're waiting for. I believe it's an opportunity for him to find another home, which I hope he does. 
but I doubt it. Juan Jorge comes in again with, did anybody else hear that parking is 25 bucks now? He's, uh, he says, well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's funny. I thought it was bullshit at 20 bucks, but it's some real bullshit at 25 That is bullshit, man, but you know what? That's the price of doing business. Everything's going up. Shit. Go buy some food for your kids. They're eating me at a house and home more now than ever before. Crap. A loaf of bread last week was three bucks. This week is four bucks. A week later. Crazy. It's crazy, man. All you guys fighting the inflation and the gas prices. My heart goes out to y'all. Let me tell you. It's brutal. Raider Call comes in. I read today that James Lofton worked out the cow receivers at one cow workout. He threw passes to Deshaun Jackson, Lavelle Hawkins, and Robert Jordan. So maybe Lofton could fill in as our backup QP. That's pretty funny. But the fact that they're looking at Deshaun Jackson, a lot of people aren't looking at him. But you know what? Deshaun might be a good guy for the Raiders. You just never no. So, with that being said, and all that's being said, just let me end the show with this. It is now mid-March, and we're, we're jamming our way to the draft. There'll be things happening here and there. March 21st, I believe, is the time you have to have your season ticket money in by this year. So by March 21st, the Raiders will have at least a third of their ticket sales solidified for the season. We're going to get an idea of how many people re-up for the tickets. I don't know if they'll come out with the numbers, but I think they'll have to eventually. Of course, I bought my tickets. Randy bought his tickets. Juan bought his tickets. Rick, even Raider Rick, bought some tickets. Two tickets, to say. People want to see this team. Why? Because they're Raider fans, that's why. Because a day without football is some bullshit. And by the time that the fall comes around and the autumn wind starts to blow, we are all going to be jonesing and we ain't going to give a rat's ass what's happened except for get me in that damn stadium and let me put my ass in a seat to see a game. Because when it comes down to it, man, we want to watch the Raiders. We want to watch them win. And there is always the chance that we could be champions again in 08. There you go. You heard it first, right here. And that's the way I feel about it, honestly. I may bitch and complain, but you know what? The real deal is, I'm a Raider fan. And that's about all I have to say about that. And thanks for listening to the show. I am Raider Greg. And I...